Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast. And I'm excited today to bring this one to you because it's something that has been on my mind for quite a while. In fact, it's something I thought a lot about when I was trekking through Alaska and something that I know that we can all relate to, and that is talking about mobility. You know, having a certain level of fitness to hunt and to be in the mountains, to pack out, to do all of those things that we love to do does require a certain level of fitness. But with that, I think sometimes we can overlook the piece of mobility, range of motion, and just keeping our bodies lengthened and ready for anything. And it became very apparent to me, and I was actually talking to Gina about this while I was there, that one of the things I felt like I lacked the most was being able to navigate taller shrubbery, vines, um, going through the bush, trying to get, get up and over logs, that kind of thing. And I think, you know, part of it is being able to to have very flexible, movable hips. But the other thing too, is when you put, when you load a bunch of weight on your back and then you have, um, you know, a bunch of layers on and things get tight, it's a, it's a lot more work to bring your leg up and over things and to move that maneuver that way. So that was something that was definitely up front in my mind that I wanted to work on for just for general health and for injury prevention, but also for going into upcoming seasons and making sure that next year, when I do these things that my hips are going to be open, you know, and it doesn't just pertain to hips, we're talking about ankles, we're talking about shoulders, we're talking about the entire body and ways that you can incorporate different modalities of training, stretching, or even recovery to make sure that one, you will have the function of that joint, but two, and even more importantly, probably is preventing injury, anything that gets tight. And as we get older, we lose some of that natural range of motion. And without paying attention to and focusing on recovering those areas and building a greater range of motion, we put ourselves at risk for having injuries, whether that's from moving the wrong way or from carrying heavy loads the wrong way or from even maybe just a a simple shift that goes wrong in those tight areas just can't handle it. So today I want to talk to you about finding that flow again and how you can work on that. I do also want to tell you that you can go also if you're somebody who likes to read or maybe you have some downtime and you want to do a little bit further investigation on this, you can go to my website, herinspiredfitness.com forward slash blog. And I also have a little piece in there. It's called Finding My Flow After Alaska. Um, And it kind of just talks about the program that I did getting back from that trip. Obviously, you know, 10 days in the backcountry could have been worse, but it was a pretty heavy um, activity for us. You know, we covered a lot of ground. We had a, a, a 30 mile essentially pack out with extremely heavy packs from 80 to 100 plus pounds um, and moving around all kinds of terrain, shale, boulder fields, you know, ascent, descent, going through the bush, all kinds of stuff. So there was a lot of recovery that was needed after that trip. And I talk a little bit about kind of what I felt and how it, how it um, 
how getting back into my normal regimen kind of progressed. So you can check that out. The link is in the show notes. It's also able to be found at herinspiredfitness.com forward slash blog. Before we just jump right into this episode, though, I want to give a special shout out to Maven Built. This is the optic line that I've been running now for four years and absolutely hands down have been flawless in their performance, um, being able just to have the ability to see farther, to be able to see more, to be able to see clearly. And at last light, early mornings, foggy, rainy, crappy conditions has been a huge game changer for me. I was really excited to use them on my Alaska trip, but I'm also very excited to tell you that the S2, the new ultralight spotting scope is now back in stock. It flew off the shelves but they do have them back in right now. They are a 12 by 27 with a 56 millimeter objective lens. So still allowing a lot of light to come in with that uh, magnification range. It's an 11 inch compact size at 34 ounces. And it's really cool because just like the B series, the S2 spotting scopes are fully customizable. So I think that it was once said there's literally like 15 billion different options that you could choose as far as colors of the objective rings or the focus wheels. You can also choose to put different camo patterns on it and make it 100% yours so nobody else in the world would have one that looked like it. So I definitely suggest you go over to mavenbuilt.com and check out what they have going on. They also, also just recently launched the B5s, which are a 56 millimeter objective lens, and it comes in a 15 magnification or an 18. So for those of you who are going to be glassing some really long range stuff, this might be a very good binocular for you to look at. And they are also fully customizable. Again, you can find them at mavenbuilt.com. So what exactly is mobility versus range of motion? And where does flexibility come in? You know, I think for anybody who you know, even if you're just a casual exerciser or you hit the gym consistently, but you're not training for something, heck, even if you're an athlete, I think you probably have the concept of what those things are, being flexible, having full range of motion, right? Being able to do a full squat or full overhead press. Um, but mobility, I think, is one of those things where we kind of don't know exactly what mobility is, maybe until we are faced with an area that's injured or like you're trying to get your leg up and over a log when you're out there. So that's really talking about mobility. And it's more directly related to control of a joint through strength, balance, and just overall like proprioception of where that joint is moving, right? Being able to to think about it, to move it, and to have adequate strength to be able to follow through. And again, that's something that for me was the biggest hurdle. Um, and it's been the biggest hurdle since my hip surgery. And although I went through all of my PT and I really feel super strong, I was way ahead of schedule. I think mobility in general is one of those things that kind of, you know, you feel like if you're strong enough and you're capable enough, you don't really have to work on that dynamic movement through the joint, right? Getting enough strength through the entire thing. Um, and for me, that is definitely where I lacked. Range of motion is just going to be without strength, just being able to move a joint through its full intended range of motion. That can be ankles, knees, hips, you know, spine, shoulders, neck, all of that kind of stuff. And 
over time, that's an area that we naturally lose. You know, obviously our strength goes down as we age, our bone density goes down, our range of motion also decreases. And a lot of times that's because we lack the strength and or we don't take the time to put our bodies into those positions that allow those to open and to expand and to keep that range of motion. Um, flexibility, on the other hand, is the lengthening of muscle tendons, fascia, um, soft connective tissue kind of thing. So those will play a major role in your overall range of motion. So when you think about being flexible, you have to have the ability, even if the joint could move in a certain way, your muscles and your connective tissue and everything that holds that structure together has to have enough pliability to be able to move. So there's a lot of different things to incorporate here. And going back to kind of where this thought came from for me, being out in the backcountry and, you know, as your body gets tired and as you're logging the miles and you start to get fatigued, you know, even I think sometimes just like the simple movement of picking your foot up, you know, far enough to take a, a step without, you know, dragging your foot or tripping over something. And you may notice that if you're out there. And as the day grows long, all of a sudden you're getting kind of clumsy, right? You might be dragging your feet over things or getting caught in vines. And a lot of times that's because we get tired. And so we quit lifting that leg up so far, you know, the initiation through our hip flexor kind of goes like, no, nah, I don't really want to. So we start skipping these little steps. And if you can build enough of that strength to support the joint, you'll have a lot more success for that. And again, two things like, uh, maybe taking a tall step if you're climbing something really high and you have, you know, maybe you're trying to get up on a boulder um, on a on a really steep hillside. That initial momentum to get up there can be really tough if you haven't built the full strength in that full range of motion. And I hope that makes sense to you. It'd be much easier if we were in person and I could give you an example. But um, some areas for me that I've really had to focus on is not just hitting the weights or doing some body weight movements or, you know, doing a little bit of, of a, a dynamic lift where maybe I'm doing some of both. But for me, I have to think about my warm up and my cool down. And there's been a lot of controversy on do I stretch before? Do I stretch after? Do I do both? I'm here to tell you, you can do both. And in fact, I try to warm up the body um, prior to my lift or prior to my main workout by doing some, a little bit of cardio, it could just be movement around the house. For me, I work out at home primarily, so I can be, you know, running laundry back and forth or, you know, doing just simple house chores, kind of just getting my body temperature up. And then I move into the foam roller where I spend, you know, probably five to 10 minutes, hit a little bit of everything, foam roll, get the blood flowing, get the fascia released and basically prime my muscles. But the next step for me is doing a light stretch. And the key to this is not getting into a full on lengthy elongation, right, of these muscles, because in order for them to have the right connection to have good amounts of strength during your workout, you want to keep those muscles intact and engaged. And as we lengthen and as we stretch, we start to pull apart different pieces of the muscle that help the contraction, right? That help that, that overall strength. So if you're spending anywhere between five and 10 minutes 
you know, in the pre part of your workout. So you're getting warmed up and you're just really trying to initiate your body getting ready and prepared for movement. I think that that's totally fine. Some people don't spend any time um, pre-workout getting stretched out. And another area of concern is if your body's not really ready for movement, you kind of just go into your workout being kind of bound up and tight. Maybe you've sat all day in a desk, maybe you're in an office, maybe you've been traveling or commuting, or maybe, you know, your life could be totally different and things for you, your body's like not going into a workout, being ready and being as flexible and pliable as you need it to be, not only to prevent injury within that training session, but again, it goes back into the overall range of motion and mobility. If you go into your workout tight, if you go into it with a with um, being kind of hunched over and forward sitting, maybe you're typing on a computer and all of a sudden you're going to go in and you're going to try to ask for your chest to open while you do some bench press or some push-ups, you're going to be a lot more likely to not get the full strength benefits from that because you won't be working through full range of motion. And again, that risk for injury during that session or even in the future definitely skyrockets. So always approach your workout, always approach, even if you're in the back country and you're just getting ready to put your pack on, get your body loosened up, do a little bit of light stretching, stretch the back, stretch the glutes, stretch the hamstrings, stretch the calves, you know, get those lower legs ready to move. You can also do a little bit of upper back work. Um, and, and I cannot stress it enough because the last place you want to be hurt is when you're 10 miles back, five miles back, four miles back, and you already have the burden of carrying out a heavy load, just make sure, give yourself five minutes just to make sure you're ready. Likely you're probably sleeping on the ground or on a, a small pad in your tent, maybe cold. You may have gone five days before that or 12 days before that. And so your body's getting tired. So just give it a little bit of love. Now, the thing I did when I got home from Alaska, so we were, again, gone for 10 days, worked that entire 10 days. We were nomadic, so every day we picked up our packs and our bags and our tents and we moved. Well, all besides the night that we slept in the cave, but you've probably already heard that story. So, you know, we're asking a lot of our body throughout the course of that trip. And I know you probably hunt just as hard as anybody else. So I'm saying this and I'm hoping that you're hearing me. The thing that we we really risk is overuse. So if you're not giving your time rest, if you're not giving your, your body time to recover, if you're not giving your body adequate amounts of stretching, then you're really going to just put yourself in a place where you start feeling these nagging joint pains. Maybe you're not recovering right. So you're you have a lot of delayed muscle soreness. Um, there's a lot of different factors that can go into this. But for me, when I got home, um, I spent the first two days pretty much just foam rolling, getting a lot of water, even adding extra. So I was probably getting about 130 ounces of water a day. I was taking my hydrate and recover so I can get those branch chain amino acids in and really just give my muscles what they needed to repair. But after that, instead of going back right into my normal training regimen, hitting the weights, doing a lot of hikes, putting a pack on, maybe going for runs, kind of doing my normal thing, I spent that next week only doing yoga. So I would get on my foam roller, I would give my body love throughout the day, but then instead of jumping into that weight training routine, I hit my yoga flow. And for me, that was a game changer. I actually remember I was sitting on my yoga mat in my bedroom on the floor and 
I use the, oh gosh, what is it? Let me pull my phone out and figure out what this app is because I always say it wrong. But I was I was in the middle of this flow on my daily yoga app, which is awesome. And she, you know, she's got this very calming voice and there's this music going and I'm just kind of, you know, I've got a couple candles lit and I'm relaxed. The kids are in bed and she says, now cross your left ankle to your right hip, stacking your knees on top of each other and exhale as you bring your chest towards your knees. And I literally started laughing out loud because even just being in that position with my knees together and, you know, one foot at each hip, just sitting there for me felt like somebody was trying to bend me in half. And I just laughed to myself and I thought, oh boy, you know, I look over at my my screen on this app and this, this yoga, you know, yogi is basically... Um, she's got her chest on her knees and I'm just thinking I'm so far from that. And But that's okay. You know, that was a really good indication for me that my body was tight and it needed to have that recoup. So now that we're, you know, a few more weeks past that, I've added in some weight training. I've also added in a little bit more cardio, but I've kept the flow of my yoga going. And I know not everybody is into yoga. Some people might have you know, a preconceived idea of what it is or what it means or the spiritual side of it. But, you know, it can be anything that you want it to be, but more than, you know, the the judgment of maybe what that is or how it looks or the slow pace or whatever. I can't impress upon you enough how important it is, whether it's a formal setting, whether you're going to a class, whether you're doing it on an app like I am, or you're just making up your own things. It's really a vital component in your long-term health. And I know that if you're listening to this, you're not just like, wow, I really want to be good this year. And then after that, I don't care. You know, I don't want to just be good for the next five years. And then after that, like whatever happens, happens. Like I know that you don't want injuries. I know that you want to feel your best. I know that you want to not ever be the last one, you know, standing at the bottom of the mountain, wondering how you're going to get to the top or, you know, crossing a bunch of windfall and wondering like if you're you know, hip flexor is going to cramp up so bad that you can't do it. So I know that this is important to you, especially if you're listening to this and that you're somebody who wants to get after it when you're on the mountain or in the backcountry or on a hunt or just an adventure. So make sure that you hit the mobility side of things, the foam roller. And these are the key things that I think you need to have at a minimum. You have to have a foam roller. And all of my Her Inspired Fitness clients know this. A foam roller, if you don't have anything else, if you don't have one single weight in your house, that's okay, but you have to have a foam roller. There's lots of different kinds, and uh, Stephen actually did a great video on this. I will link to in the show notes um, about how to use a foam roller, the different kinds, what they're used for, how they can be used as trigger points, how they can be used um, to work out on all different kinds of things. So a foam roller is an absolute must but also incorporating stretching. Again, your pre-workout stretch should be something very light. The duration of the stretch should be short, you know, anywhere between maybe 15 and 25 seconds. Um, And you're not stretching to the point where you're getting a really deep burn or um, you can really feel a big stretch. You want to just do some light stretching to where you feel like you've initiated the stretch, but you're not overdoing it. Again, we want to leave those muscles intact to where when we do approach our strength or we're going to go do a squat or we're going to do a bench press or whatever the case may be, that you have left those muscles so that they can get their uh, maximum uh, contraction, um, eccentric load. You want to just, that's a whole nother scientific term and, and 
thing that we can get into, but just know that if you're talking about pre-workout, it's going to be an easy stretch. If you want to work on more of your flexibility and lengthening of the fascia, muscles, tendons, all that kind of stuff, then that needs to be done after your workout or as a standalone, even after you get your body warmed up. So you never want to maybe jump right out of bed and get into some heavy or deep stretching because the muscles, again, need to be warm. It's kind of like this rubber band theory. If you have a cold rubber band and you go to pull it apart, the, the chances of it snapping and breaking are a lot more likely. If the band is warm, it's probably going to just have a nice stretch to it. So just be really careful with that. Um, and then adding in yoga, again, you can do it in a structured class. You can do it as an app. You can get together with a friend. You can make up your own. But Think about if you're doing it on your own, incorporating things for not only the big areas like, you know, your hamstrings, glutes, back, shoulders. You want to think about your toes. You want to think about your ankles, not just forward and back, but side to side. Um, also think about stretching the quads um, to get really good release through your knees. That way you're not tight. IT bands are really good. Hips. Um, total spine. So thinking about your lumbar, thinking about cervical spine. Um, side to side, shoulders, wrists, elbows, all of those things are areas that you really just want to pay attention to see how they feel. If you have areas that are that are very different from, you know, from right to left, um, and you have maybe say your right wrist doesn't have very much flexibility, or you feel a lot of a pain in the top of your wrist, you know, you might have some issues to work through there. So just really listen to the indications that your body gives us. They are so smart. And I always say that pain is feedback. It's information. It's your body telling you like, Hey, Jane, I've got this issue here, or I might have chronic inf inflammation, or maybe I've had an old injury here, or maybe you've spent way too much time on the computer lately and your chest and your shoulders are, are you know, shooting forward and you need to really work on lengthening the chest and opening everything up. So just be really mindful of those things and um, being more in tune with your body is obviously in the long term going to help you stay more active. It's going to help you feel better, prevent injuries and all of those kind of things. So I will link to in the show notes, the app that I use for yoga, there's no affiliation whatsoever. It's just worked really well for me. I can download them if I want to. And then say if I'm out of service, or if I want to go up to the lake and do it lakeside, I have the ability to watch it from a tablet or from my phone or computer if I was so crazy to decide to take that out to the lake with me. Anyways, it's really easy to use and I can't suggest it enough. If you found like I found this year that you were lacking in the mobility of being able to have strength through full range of motion, then I definitely think you are a candidate for trying out some extra recovery, some stretching, and a little bit more love in your life. If you need to get a foam roller, I also have the link to foam rollers, the segment that Steven did on the Wilderness Athlete Wild Skills here. So you can get a little bit more information about maybe how to use it instead of just throwing your clothes over on the floor, how you can actually incorporate it to have it help you become your better, more fitter, more injury prevented self. All right, I'm going to leave it short and sweet for you guys today. I hope this helps. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out and ask. I'm always happy to answer your questions, to give you a little bit more clarity or point you in the right direction if you want to dive into things further yourself. If you enjoy this episode, or as always, if you're getting into episodes and you like them, you want to share them, please take a screenshot. You can share it in your social feed. Maybe you can send it to a friend who you might think would enjoy it. 
helping me share the podcast is your way of building this community alongside me. And I thank you so much for being a part of it. I hope you all have a fantastic day and the rest of your week goes off without a hitch. Have fun, work hard, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.